artificial intelligence technology, it does have the opportunity to change everything in retail. So what impact might it have on employees, on companies, on consumers in 2023? Let's talk about it on this episode of Connections Tech Spirit Solutions Podcast. Folks, James Hilliard joined by Brian Gallagher, our Retail Strategy Director here at Connection. Also on board is Cynthia Contreras. She is the Director of Product Marketing and Enablement for Retail at NVIDIA. And Matthew Bertucci with us, Retail Solutions Manager at Lenovo. All right, we're talking change in retail. I want to start with the reality that we do see, and that is companies are investing, folks, a lot more in technology in the retail space. They're doing it back of house, they're doing it front of house. And that investment is definitely being seen by a lot of folks. But let's start off with employees. And the question I have up front here from, from your three vantage points, are employees wary of the tech? Are they worried about being replaced? Or is there maybe a little thankfulness, the kind of, hey, finally, we're seeing some tech that can help us with our daily work, maybe some of that mundane work, and allow us, the employees in retail, to do more fulfilling, kind of creative, supportive tasks at work. Cynthia? You know, James, you hit the nail on the head, both directions, right? When you're unfamiliar with the solutions, you're a little wary, you're afraid of them. But once you see them being implemented in and you see how your work life changes, you become very much an advocate of it. Lowe's talks about it as giving their associates superpowers, right? They're very excited. Um, you know, Kroger as well, you know, seeing and, and allowing their employees to, you know, what, not focus on, on the drudgery things, you know, shifting from going up and down the aisles, checking and seeing if things are out of stock, checking the pricing, you know, those types of things that are drudgery, offload those so they can then be, you know, doing more delightful, more value add, um, activities. And so it really makes a difference in the, in the employees and their satisfaction and their productivity. Anything would change. Everybody has some fear behind it. Right. And I think that's going to be a given employees are, are going to be wary until they see it in action. It's up to, to the, the retailers to really help train that, uh, you know, Cynthia and I, we, we're dealing with these AI and the, the, the different softwares all the time. So we see it, we know how they work and, and how it's going to affect and, and make change. Um, but if you can have that top-down approach of discussion and really make it comfortable for the employees to see that it's not to replace, but to make it easier, allow you, you know, the frustrations of where is that item? Cause you're looking for it on a pick and pack search to, Oh, it's on that light flashing. I can just grab it. It's those little frustrations that will make their lives easier. They can finish their tasks faster. Management's happier. You know, it, it then grows out. So um, definitely see that that's the direction things are going. And Brian, how do you see things? How, how are you hearing from the customers that you engage with? What are they saying about their employees and their willingness uh, to, to adopt and work alongside newer technologies? And again, AI, we'll get deeper into that. In, in yeah, you know, I think there's a reality uh, that's, that's happened in these last three years that's not pandemic related, but technology growth related and how we live our lives, which is 
nobody is is threatened by technology any longer. They demand technology be part of their job, whatever their job is, in this case, retail. And, and so employees are looking for those technologies that make them more comfortable in the work they're doing, make them feel more productive. And, and you know, there's also a reality for these employers or employees uh, that, you know, we know we lost, you know, 10, 12 million uh, employer employees out of the workforce through the pandemic to gig economy, early retirement, uh, uh, you know, single uh, income families uh, that were double income families. And so the fear is not there. Now it's a desire by the employees to have technologies that make the work they're doing more fun. Yeah, they're not fearful they're going to be replaced. And they're actually in, in many, many cases and looking for technologies that they get rid of the mundane and allow them to do the fun parts of their job. And, and, and that's where, you know, AI of all solutions uh, is perfect at that. Right. It can learn these repetitive things, sort of get them out of the way. And that, that's that's why I get excited when we talk about these topics here. Yeah. Fun and, and more meaningful work, Matt. And so let me go back to something that Keaton that I heard you saying, Matt, was the idea of of the way from the top down to kind of train or tell the story. And do you feel that a lot of the leaders within our retail store environments that they're doing a good job conveying to employees that, hey, this is why we're making an investment here, because if you're able to utilize this in the environment, this is where your job can be different, can be more meaningful, et cetera. Are they doing, are our leaders in retail doing a good job of selling that story? I think it's a mixed bag. <laughs> um, but yeah, the ones that are that are being successful with it, absolutely, that's where it's coming from. It's not just the implementation of it. It's it's the knowledge of what it can do and helping guide their employee staff, you know, through that. Uh, that's when it becomes truly successful. Cynthia, what have you seen of those that have been then successful? How are they being successful with selling this idea to their employees to really reimagine what retail can be? You're finally asking about change management. How do you go through change management? I think part of it is showing you know, starting off with your flagship store, really documenting, doing a good job there, documenting it, sharing it, recording it, um, in getting the the other stores, the other employees involved, you know, from that perspective. Because it, honestly, it's a marketing change management. A lot of it is really internal marketing and, you know, bringing people into that story, getting them excited about, about it, seeing the possibilities. Um, you have to do that thoughtfully. You, know, you can't just plug it in you know, and assume everyone's going to grok, you know, understand everything that that comes with the benefits of this new technology. Let's dive into a couple of the challenges that, that we know are out there. And I think these are going to be universal for a majority of uh, segments within retail. But let's start with things like uh, employee productivity, right? We're focusing a lot on the employees here. Let's focus there and start here a little bit. What are you all seeing, Brian, I'll start with you here. What are some things, some technologies that are being brought in that then are truly enabling that employee productivity, that are changing the environment from there, away from the mundane and the drudgery, and oh my God, I got to go to work today and do this, to where people are excited to go to work again? 
Yeah, to me, one of the, the simplest uh, that's having a major impact is computer vision, camera vision. Yeah, uh, the ability to now use technology that in many cases exists at some level uh, to actually drive action, uh, whether it's through alerts, through queuing, through digital signage, and through order management systems. And, you know, if a human eye can see it, then a camera can see it. Um, and so learning how to manage a store environment and eliminate those things that we used to ask employees to go around and find, right? Uh, find out which shelves have empty spots. Well, why? I love making sure my shelves are full, but I hate walking up and down the aisles. Why am I going to walk up and down the aisles for 20 minutes? If you tell me what to take out there and I, I know that the customers are getting it, Great. Same thing, whether it's line queuing, right? I think, uh, uh, you know, one of the, the most common that we can all relate to in a grocery store, uh, picking which line you're going to go to, right? We all stand there and go, this one's going to be faster than that one. Well, the camera knows. They know how loaded one card is versus another card, how many people are in each line, how many people are coming down that final aisle and going to be making the turn. So to me, that's that's one where, you know, we can use those types of technologies really easily to change what the employees are asked to do and let them just do the stuff they love, which is, you know, not managing which lane you're going to be in, but actually getting a customer, you know, checked out and out of there or the stock put back on the shelf or, you know, whatever those sales related activities are that, that people came into retail for. Yeah. But so to me, that that's an easy one that, that we're seeing in pretty much every segment of retail right now. That example you're bringing up, I'm thinking about, man, wouldn't it be great to have a little a timer ticker above the checkout of grocery and know it's a, a 10 minute line here, but only a six minute line there. It's like, I'm, I'm cruising on over to the six minute line. Um, so it's, maybe that's something that's going to come down the line. One of the things that the Brian's bringing up there, Cynthia, is the need for processing all of that information in real time. And that's where, again, we know with NVIDIA in terms of just graphics, right? That's, that's I think, one of the first things that comes to mind for most people is just being able to, to process that in real time to then give real insights. That's a focus that, that NVIDIA has had to really bring into this environment into, into retail. And it's about creating that understanding when it needs to be real time and when it doesn't need to be real time. There are things that are being that you can do at the edge that has to immediately be uh, addressed. Stockout can, you know, doesn't have to be necessarily immediately addressed. Loss prevention does, right? And, you know, having the horsepower behind the computer vision, the video analytics, so that it's intelligent, so it can make those decisions and alert associates to address whether it's the stockout in time or it's asset protection or loss prevention, you know, in real time. Um, you know, that's really critical. And having the right partners, the right, the right horsepower behind it, the right technology um, there is critical. And that's where the compute at the edge here, Matt, is really important as well, especially when dealing with any of those aspects that do require the real time. Don't have time to send it back to the data center and come back here and all that. You're really looking to improve the the edge compute power. Exactly. And understanding which piece of the data is most critical that needs to do that. That, that helps us drive that level of compute. I mean, we can start small 
especially some of the smaller you know shops out there that don't need as much they're not running as many cameras all the way up to your big box you know many many cameras going on lots of analytics but a lot of different net maybe different ai's running at the same time so knowing that helps drive which device which edge device do we bring into the store and what then gets carried outside the store um so it's it's having that and having that growth capability and, and flexibility to go up or down cynthia yeah and, and matt you know i think one of the great examples here where you know our teams have worked together really well um is with kroger um, and Kroger really wanted to focus on, you know, for their first entry point into artificial intelligence, into AI and computer vision, was in the area of loss prevention, you know, at checkout. And it's a really nice place. We're seeing we're seeing a lot of retailers start there because there's a clear and quick ROI to that. Um, it's very easy to measure, right? Um, but you started in Kroger's, did a really nice job there with the initial proof of value. And they expanded out to all their stores. And then from there, they went on to add other solutions using artificial intelligence to add value to their stores to make their customers' experiences uh, more delightful and to really support their their employees. Yeah. And and James, I want to tie back to something you had mentioned about, you know, that, that quick decision making versus having everything go through the cloud and what Kroger did with security. You you can't have that kind of data going out and coming back and having a, even a five second latency, never mind probably what would be a 15 to 20 second for it to make a decision because that person's already out the door. It needs to be done quickly. And the other great thing about the, the AI that's involved is it's actually making it easier, more comfortable for the sales associate that's involved because it's automatically making some corrections, making some changes as the, the scanning goes on or making alerts so that it becomes a soft approach. You're no longer going up to somebody and making them feel uncomfortable because they were stealing. It's, hey, let me help you. And it becomes more satisfying for them and less fearful. I mean, a lot of times I'm sure associates didn't approach customers when they knew something was going on just because it was an uncomfortable situation, but the, the solution itself has helped reduce that, that stress and tension on, on the employee side. And I'd also say, you know, it also creates a, a nicer experience for the customer. What Kroger found, you know, and they partnered with, with one of our software partners, joint software partners ever seen, you know, for loss prevention is that most customers, especially at the self-checkout, it's not intentional. And the ability to then provide just a little bit snippet of video, you know, video and just go, you know, we missed this. Can you please rescan it? You know, kind of a thing. Just help that process. Um, and so, you know, not all not all loss is intentional. I want to make sure that that we're all aware of that. And so there's ways to do it where you're encouraging the customer. You're you know, it's it's more delightful than than than, you know, someone walking up to you and saying, hey, <laughs> You know, uh, looks like you didn't you didn't uh, scan something appropriately, um, you know, and then also in the case of, you know, the sweethearting and you know, there are the intentional, you know, misscan activities. But being able to guide people right using the technology, it becomes much easier to solve for that shrinkage um, and it reduces any kind of escalation. No one wants to go to work that day and then have to confront someone 
um, right? That, that's not what they're looking for. They want to delight. They want to help. They want to be of service to, and and that it is. And I remember because I did me some retail way back in the day, and uh, there were times I would have loved because I knew someone was doing something wrong. But I wasn't going to go say anything about it because that wasn't what I was looking to do. Also, kind of a small guy, so I wasn't looking to get pounded. Um, here's the other thing I want to ask real quickly, Cynthia, is uh, the idea of uh, loss prevention. And then I want to move on to some uh, staffing ideas and a few other challenges that we know that are out there. But on the loss prevention front, um, yes, some are just accidental. Some people are being knuckleheads and, and taking stuff from our stores. Also, there is internal loss. I do remember when I was in retail and first cameras started coming in, there was a little bit like, why are you watching me, the employee? I'm not doing anything wrong. Have you seen a, 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 a positive way in which certain folks that are doing well, utilizing things like artificial intelligence technologies within retail to say, look, employees, we're not coming after you. This is going to actually help us in a manner. It, it, I'm not, I'm not finding the best words right now, but the idea is to not make me, the employee feel like a criminal because now there's a camera and AI right over my checkout space. Good, good, good point there. You know, really it's all about the approach, right? And this is, this is an opportunity for training. Right. Um, I see this in quick service restaurants. Right. You know, it's when you're serving food, let's say, you know, being able to measure how much is being served, you know, what's being rung up. You know, it's another form of asset protection, loss prevention. Um, and it's really training opportunities. Um, and so, you know, it, it's really the the solutions are flexible enough that you can put in your business rules and you can decide, you know, when when to flag, when not to flag, how to flag. Right. To do it in a way that's that's gentle, that's you know supportive, you know through this process, right? Because um, you know, employee there is there is employee you know, lost through you know employees as well in the back of store and in, in sweethearting type activities, but that's not the majority you know of where it's happening. And so you know you just need to be you know sensitive to the fact that you know we all want to work in a positive environment and being able to address and manage it you know and engage with people appropriately for those learning training opportunities. But with that, it also brings forward the ability to gamify things. The newer generation coming out into the workforce, the way they look at doing things is different. And, and it brings the ability to kind of make challenges um, and really do the training in that, that sense, making teams of different groups and, and saying, you know, those with the fastest transaction, average transaction speed, you know, at the end of the week gets a lunch or, you know, something like that. But it, it allows for that form of incentivization and, and really challenging. Like you're talking about quick serve and, you know, what's going on in the kitchen. And it really, you know, how do you drive efficiencies? Make it a game. You know, how can you improve your, your times over the course of a month? You know, the ones with the best improvement, you know, get a bonus. Yeah. And, and, you know, that leads right into another key point right now that's really important is sustainability in decreasing waste, you know, and being efficient with your energy. You know, it's, it's, we're hearing that a lot from a lot of different, different sectors. Um, and the computer vision supports that as well in that gamification, you know, making sure that, that you're um, managing your resources appropriately internally and making that a game for, for employees. Kroger is actually, speaking of Kroger, um, using it in another way where you know, they're all about product freshness 
And so they're using the computer vision to monitor their produce and ensuring that it's fresh. And does it need to be, you know, spritzed with water? And when do we need to turn it? Oh, we've got too much. Oh, we've got too little. Right. And really being able to manage that supply, some of the supply chain aspects of it, you know, as well to ensure great products, decreased waste, you know, the right amount in the right in the stores at the right time. Is that expanding a little bit? I mean, you, you said a little spritz of water because sometimes you maybe see the broccoli is getting a little dried out. Like I'm assuming could it potentially be with bananas? Hey, we got too many brown spots, so we need to rotate and put those more up front. We'll put the greens in the back, that type of thing. No, I was just going to say it's not always AI about employees and, and what are people doing. It, it's about the products as well. Um, you know, you had mentioned stockouts, things like that. But again, being able to utilize it, and it across different industries of retail. When do I turn something? When do I need to move it because it's been sitting too long? Or, you know, is it truly waste because now it's a danger to our customers if we give it to them? Brian, are folks being able to, I'm thinking in a, uh, it, it could be a uh, grocery store, but it could be any other type of retail goods. Um, are, are folks starting to use the data they gather through uh, vision, through AI? Is it able to say, hey, look, this is selling better here on the end cap. It's not as selling as well here uh, in the aisle. Are they able to utilize that? Is that where, Brian, we're getting some of the data uh, in stores are being able to make better decisions about how they're uh, promoting items? Yeah, AI gives us this unique ability to think in a nonlinear fashion, right? And as humans who have always made those decisions, where am I going to stick my uh, promoted products? I'm going to put them on an end cap, right? Uh, but from one store uh, that's downtown to one that's suburban to one that's California versus Atlanta, those are not the same answers. Um, and those are things that AI, uh, if it's done right at the edge, things we've been talking about that are specific to individual stores, individual customers and experiences um, can be really amazing. And it's one of the things that, you know, in, in the world we live in today, cameras can do a ton. Um, and so when I'm meeting with retailers, one of the things that I always ask them to do is think of three to five business use cases from edge AI camera vision uh, before ever thinking about the loss prevention. It's, it's gonna be there, right? If I've got cameras, I've got video, I've got history. Yeah, but you know, a lot of this conversation around what's being accepted goes back to, I'll accept a lot if you're making me feel better and more satisfied in my job, if I'm happy that uh, you know, I've got the right products on the end cap, to your point, James, uh, and I'm not going, man, corporate's got me putting it on this end cap and it'll never sell here. That's what my stores used to say to me all the time and I never listen. <laughs> yeah. But now I can put some of that in the hands of store talent locally to make those decisions based on data. How cool is that? Right. Yeah. And then the impact on the customer, uh, you know, is exponential and that's how it becomes the win-win scenario uh, if it's done right. 
I had worked for a grocery store way back. Uh, they used to use a lot of chalkboards to advertise products within the stores. We had a manager come over from a different region, was appalled to see one of the end caps that we had up, moved it, got rid of it on, and all of a sudden some sales were going on. We had been telling them, dude, we've got a group of people in this neighborhood that is always buying that stuff. That's why we, that wasn't the same where he came from with being able to back up with the data. That would have been a much easier quick. Now, we all got over on the guy and we ended up you know, getting that right back front and center of the store. Um, but you can see those decisions being made quicker these days with the analytics, with the data and all that. Uh, so just a little sidebar from my past. Uh, but Cynthia, it does go to uh, just a lot of, of change there and the, the value of the analytics and the data that, that we are collecting. Yeah, there, there's so much with you know computer vision and intelligence store analytics. It really takes... Honestly, the insights that we've had from an e-commerce perspective and online about our customers, we now can have in the physical store and we can connect and bridge the two together. You know, you talk about there's differences in stores, there's differences in traffic flow and creating those heat maps within the store to understand what kind of merchandising should I do in this store versus other stores. Um, ensuring your planogram compliance, right? Um, we're also seeing uh, customers using it, using the technology to inform their merchandisers, but also bridge to the store associates so they can have conversations to talk about what are the realities of my store and my customers versus what, you know, as a merchandiser, you're planning, you're, you're trying to um, design for this particular store and really up-leveling and giving everyone the tools to have a better conversation, create a better experience for their customers and ensure that the merchandise, you know, the merchandising, the products that the customer wants are there in the right store at the right time, right volumes. Well, I, I want to go just to that idea, Cynthia, a little bit of the, the heat mapping. I can also imagine that this could be useful for staffing. Back to my example, I remember there times I was always just kind of standing around because we got overstaffed, right? The management thought maybe a bunch of people were going to be in on a Thursday evening and really it was a dead time. And so I'm uh, assuming through the analytics watching that, it gives insights to stores like, you know, let's have a little more staffing every third Thursday because that's where we see the influx. But on the second Thursday of each month, we don't really need that. What are you seeing in, on the impact that it's having, Cynthia, in terms of staffing and helping the, the stores have the right amount of staff? Because we also know these days, staffing's a little tight, it's limited. We, we've got some challenges around that these days in retail. No, you're absolutely right. It's it allows for what are the routine norms, you know, for staffing. What are your peaks? What are your lows? But then also bringing in third party information, the events that are coming up, the weather that's coming up, right? And really being able to use those to drive, you know, what kind of staff, you know, what should my staffing levels be, as well as what kind of products, you know, that leads into forecasting, which is for a whole nother conversation. You know, forecasting, being predictive about what kind of products will I need because of the event because of uh, the weather, um, it makes perfect sense. Um, and in kind of a similar fashion, you know, not only staffing your peaks and valleys, but also helping, helping connect customers to employees. I'll give you an example. Um, I'm at the coolers and I'm looking and I'm opening a door and I'm reading and I'm, it's clear I need an associate, right? There's ways for this to the artificial intelligence to say, hey, I think we think they've got a question. They need some assistance and alert an associate to come. So instead of, you know, being in the back, you know, waiting around because you don't have anything to do, it's really connecting for those those customer service moments so that the customers aren't walking up and down aisles and trying to find someone, you know, as well. 
And that brings up my idea of going to a lot of the uh, home improvement stores. Uh, there are some of the stores locally that I have that have the old plumber, the old electrician, and they're the ones with so much knowledge. But sometimes I don't know if that person there has that knowledge or not. But imagine, yeah, being able to staff knowing that on a certain time of day or certain time of year when everyone's redoing their air conditioners or their heaters or whatever, that you have a few more of those guys get staffed that day. And then maybe later on during the summertime, you have a few uh, more uh, staff members that, you know, she gets scheduled because she's got some expertise in pools and, and and something outdoor right and, and so that helps manage your staff to have the right people there at the right time when your customer base is coming in and also augmenting the existing staff right i may not be an expert in in all forms of plumbing but being able to have an expert system you know in my ear if you will being able to ask and get information I don't know about this but let me see you know being able to, to check with my expert system get some information say oh the recommendation is you know, these products, let me take you over to this area, um, you know, and, and assist in that fashion is also a, a form of leveraging our official support in both employees, you know, up leveling them. So they have answers for customers and delighting customers at the same time at that moment. One thing I want to take a moment to talk about here, because we've we've covered a lot of areas and folks, we're going to give you some contact information a little bit so you can continue the conversation because there's a lot to cover here. We're trying to touch a couple areas and and, and really kind of guide you to some further conversations and, and realize what NVIDIA, what Lenovo, what we here at Connection are really doing to advance uh, the adoption of artificial intelligence and other technologies into the retail environment. I think we've gone over a lot of good stuff so far that a lot of folks are ready for this. The lack of fear has been uh, been getting cut back. We are able to bring some better job satisfaction to folks. We've talked about uh, how this uh, can improve and, and help the employees out there. Talk a little bit loss prevention too. So again, those are some of the big challenges out there. Matt, I want to start with, with you. And this is, I want to take it as a high level. This is the tech talk of things here. Do most retailers, as we sit here today, find their store environments in pretty good shape to adopt some of the technology? Is there going to be some ripping and replacing? What's the kind of state of the union for their infrastructure at the store level for most? Is there a most? Is there, or is it just kind of hit and miss depending on who they are? Yeah, it's hard to put people into different categories, but I'm, I'm seeing for a lot of it, there is a need for updating infrastructure. I don't think a lot of the retailers are used to how much internet activity is needed for all of these connections to take place, how many ports are you know going along, and also how to secure all of that. It, you, you're now connecting all of these different edge devices. You can have your, your freezers and your refrigerators and your cameras and your back door alarms. And you know all of these are different edge points. And how do you now secure it all? Uh, so there's a lot of different pieces to this. It's and it is a growth mentality, and and I don't think most retailers are necessarily ready to jump in both feet and say I landed on a smooth surface. Um, there's going to be some you know rocky starts, and that's why we as a partner group really come in into play. Um, being able to help guide and, and locate areas of concern and, and where where do we start with the process? Where can we go with it and how should that testing 
kind of flow look to make it successful? Because the last thing we need is retailers to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it my way and that's it. And they fail and they throw it away and fall behind. Cynthia, are there segments within retail that are leading a little bit that we, regardless of what retail environment we find ourselves in, can look to and say, oh, maybe it's the quick service restaurants are doing a real good job. Maybe it's grocery that's doing a real good job. Where Where is some of the leadership that the rest can kind of learn from and say, okay, we can get there? We're seeing early adoption, if you will, or, or, or strong adoption in both the grocery sector and in mass merchants, your Walmarts, your Targets, um, sec, you know, sectors. Also from a quick service restaurant, Domino's, take a look at what Domino's is doing. They've been really good at leveraging artificial intelligence as well to ensure that when they're telling a customer their pizza is going to be ready, it's going to be ready. You know, did I get all the the right number of pepperonis on my pizza? You know, yes. You know, so it's it. There, I'd say there's there's different sectors, but really, grocery, mass merchants, quick service restaurants are the early adopters uh, in this area, and and they're starting with starting. I'll say small, right? But thinking large. Where can I start? Where we there's a clear problem that can be addressed. There's a clear ROI. Um, a clear path to, you know, value for my business that, that I can easily measure that I can then use as a stepping stone for my next opportunity, my next need, because we're talking about computer vision. There's so many different uses for those cameras in the stores. So don't, I just recommend for the people listening, don't think about one use case, one opportunity, think about them all. And, you know, where do you start? Start with one where there's a clear ROI, be able to promote that internally, that success and then use that as a stepping stone for the next and layer it on. And, you know, be smart, you know, leveraging your, you know, the partnership connection, Lenovo, really smart people here to help guide everyone through in what kind of technology and infrastructure is needed. Where do we place those cameras so that they can be um, as much as possible multi-use? And Brian, that's the conversations, right, that you look to try and have on a regular basis is someone might come to you and say, hey, we need some cameras for some loss prevention, right? We're, we're just, we don't have uh, great visibility into uh, maybe, again, changing area, which obviously within a clothing retail, that, that's a whole different can of worms. You have to, you want coverage and everybody, you also have to be sensitive to the privacy of the individual that is changing and trying on clothes and things like that. But it's Brian having those conversations and helping guide people through, okay, yes, we could do that, but guess what else this could help do? We can see how many of those things go back on the clothing rack as go backs, as opposed to how much that goes out the front door for the sale, right? And, and things like that. But that's really helping them as Cynthia was bringing up, Brian, uh, have a broader vision, but start with something they can win with and then know that, okay, once you've shown the proof, which, and we're not going to talk a lot of money savings here, maybe we'll throw out a stat or two as we close things out, but, um, you know, we can start with some little wins there, Brian, and then, you know, venture forward. That's truly uh, the magic that comes from working with a team like NVIDIA Lenovo connection together. Uh, Odds are, um, I can almost guarantee that you've got some other piece of equipment that's sitting in all your store locations, right? Uh, some switch, some AP uh, that's you know providing wireless uh, connectivity uh, and networking. Yeah. So how does all of that work together for the business use cases that you're trying to adopt? 
that's what we need to walk through and understanding what you're trying to accomplish today, what your pain points are today, and, and what they might be in 12, 18, 36 months, right? That's gotta be part of a roadmap and roadmaps always change, but that's, that's the value in this. You know, in, in the past we talked, you know, we talk a lot about rip and replace models uh, where you put something out there and you got a new idea uh, in 12, 24 months as technology changed. Again, we sit down as a group and have that vision conversation about where are you today in your journey? Where do you need to be down the road for yourself and versus your competition? And that's how we really come up with the right solution, short-term, long-term, to make sure that there's no wasted energy, right? We don't have time for wasted energy and bad decisions. And let's make good, smart decisions that work for the better of your business uh, right from the jump. And uh, uh, this team, uh, especially here, uh, has a lot of experience doing that together. And that message fits, I think. So if it's in a lot of areas, but retail where margins can be very thin. And so you don't want to waste that energy. Um, this is not a conversation about speeds and feeds. We can get you those and we want you to uh, have that. We can uh, get you all sorts of information about some of these edge devices from Lenovo. Obviously, you've got NVIDIA uh, just powering the heck out of these devices as well. So that can be shared. Also, numbers. But Cynthia, I'd love to turn to you just ever so briefly. Um, are there some real world safety? that some organizations and teams are getting, whether they're reported out there in the general kind of uh, technology media or examples that you have of where teams have really been able to, yes, invest in new technology, but they've been able to recoup that rather quickly in terms of the return on the investment. And then all of a sudden it becomes, hey, this is actually making us some money. It's true. The, you look at you know, some of the topics that we talked about, um, shrinkage. It's $100 billion dollars of problem for the retail industry. Um, addressing even 30% of that is massive for retailers. It's multi-millions of dollars a year in savings. Um, and what we found for, for our, our customers is that there's a clear ROI. It's one of the places where they start because it's so clear and it's so easy. The hardware investment alone can be recouped in three months. Three months because you're recouping that revenue. We're not talking three years. We're not talking five years of an ROI horizon. We're talking a three-month horizon. So it's it's a really clear win for retailers, right? Because you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars a year if you're talking about your mid, I'll call it mid-market retailers in in the amount of revenue that the and sales that they have. The same thing on you know on stockout. You know, it's roughly an eight percent stockout rate, probably higher right now um, with supply chain issues and the fact that we're going through sales. Um, that's 4% lost in revenue for retailers. Um, for, you know, your billion dollar a year uh, retailer, that's about $40 million a year in revenue that can be recouped. Um, you know, $82 billion a year in missed revenue for the industry as a whole. So it's, they're easy places. You know, they're well-defined areas or, or problems or opportunities where you can see and measure the recoup of your uh, revenue in your investment very quickly as successes to use as building blocks. So that's where we see a lot of a lot of retailers start. Matt, one last thing I want to bring, uh, we talked about it, some of the cost savings there, right? From the shrinkage loss prevention, that type of thing. But also I'm thinking about, full circle back to how we start talking about employee satisfaction 
and retention. And look, if we have an employee hanging out, working with us longer, they've got more of a knowledge base. They may have more of a connection with those customers that they may see on a regular basis coming on in. And uh, retailers aren't having to retrain and spend other times and energies, right, as Brian has brought up, so they can be more efficient. I've got to believe that that's one of the stories that is being told as well to the retail industry of why the investment in artificial intelligence and some of the technologies out here is so important. Because again, it comes back to those employees, which are still lifeblood of the industry, still 70% plus of interactions take place in stores, right? I mean, I know we do a lot of cyber shopping, but still with something like in 2022, only, you know, 21, 22% of retail sales in, you know, Black Friday were, uh, were cyber, which is yes, huge, but there's still a lot happening in the, in the stores. But also to that cyber shopping, a lot of times results in picking up at the store. You're seeing that, that real mix of, of the two technologies coming together. And what that then does is it requires a new technology. How do we improve the shopping experience for our employees? Because they're the ones doing the shopping now. Um, and it's not as hard a dollar to track as, as some of the loss prevention side. But when you can speed up efficiency times by 30% on how fast that shopping can get done, you're now making that really you know an enticing story as to how to use this technology and why to bring it in. Um, your employees are doing a lot more. And again, they're happy doing it because it's easy. They're not getting as frustrated. They're not, you know, I'm sure some of them would love to be just sitting around kind of twiddling their thumbs, but a lot of times it's, it's frustrating. And then, you know, you, you get all the backflow on it, but really it's, it's making those efficient, you know, moments, or those moments more efficient, I should say, and and really bringing that around so that you know the customers, the retailers, can better track what their employees are doing, so that they can assess where and when and how to to staff. Um, so ultimately, it, it does bring in the savings, and and quite honestly, some of it, you know, can be less than a year, depending upon how it's utilized and how you combine, you know, your, your inventory piece with your staffing piece and it's putting it together and, and really having somebody there that can help guide that and, and give that out of box thinking to what can the next item be? Because one thing we have found is for those that have adopted an AI and really found it successful, don't stop with just that one. It now becomes what's another software out there that can do this because now they start thinking in a different way and and it becomes almost for for the the retailers almost a game now of where can i find something that can help augment my challenged area and make it smooth and you know whether it be with staffing or or something else but very rarely are we now seeing it stop at that one um, you look at some of the successful groups out there, you know, McDonald's, for instance, is, you know, you hear read story after story, they're now adding another one and they're adding another one and their drive throughs doing this and they're in stores, you know, so they're really kind of on the forefront of that adoption, but they're adopting a lot of them, a lot of different softwares to do different things. 
bottom line, a lot of momentum in the adoption of artificial intelligence and technologies into the retail space in all sectors and all corners of retail. And we hope that this conversation gave you all some areas to think about, uh, areas that you might be able to explore, bring in these technologies to help you in one area, but always with that vision of, but maybe it helps here, maybe it helps here, maybe it helps over there as well. We want the conversation to continue for all of you. So a couple of things you can do, obviously, if you're uh, one of our connections. Uh, customers out there. You can reach out to your account team, obviously continue the conversation with them. In turn, can bring in folks from NVIDIA like Cynthia and bring in folks from Lenovo like Matt and other team members that can have these conversations and really explore uh, what you uniquely want to do to get out there and, and delight your customers as uh, Cynthia has shared a couple of times with us that language. Uh, Brian and team, always happy to have the conversation. So make sure you do that. We do have a website online, connection.com add a forward slash smart stores to learn more about what is going on in this space with retail and AI. As for our Tech Experience Solutions podcast, I would love you to like, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. With that, we're going to wrap up this conversation. I kind of have a inkling that we'll have more of these because there's a lot going on in the retail space, uh, and it'll be interesting to see where this tracks. I anticipate more conversations down the road with all of you. For now, though, we'll We'll wrap things up. Have a great day. And we do look forward to talking to you all down the road.